0: It is Thursday, August thirty first. Tom Scott said,
1: "And I'm AJ Hoffman. College football week one kicks off, and the Colts situation sucks for everybody. Here
0: comes the Vegas truth.
1: This is straight out of Vegas."
0: and We are Straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day.
1: College football week one gets underway tonight. Joe
0: Burrow back at Bengals practice.
1: And Chris Ballard speaks out on the Jonathan Taylor
0: situation. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Week one, finally here in college football. We are a week away from week one of the NFL season, AJ. And we have several games on the calendar schedule for tonight in college football, including one top 25 team in action. That is the Utah Utes. I'm sorry. Did you say Utes? To what? (laughs) Sorry. Utes. The Utah Utes, uh, four-and-a-half-point favorite right now over Florida. But let's run down this schedule for the games tonight because a couple of interesting uh, things jump out to me. Uh, First off, Wake Forest takes on Elon. No spread on that one because the FBS, FCS schools. UCF hosting Kent State. The Knights are a 35-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is down to 56, and this one's intriguing to me because of the weather situation in Orlando. Thunderstorms in the forecast. I think there could be a weather delay in this game, you know, lightning, whatever. I just think this game goes under. I, I, the, not only do you have the weather, but you also have a running team in UCF. Gus Malzahn loves to run the football. John Reese Plumley's a running quarterback. And with the with the poor weather, it just feels like two teams don't. would just they just want to get in and out.
1: Well, here's what we do know: Kent State is in the discussion for worst team in the country. Mm. Uh, their win total is two and a half. Uh, this is not one of the ones they're projected to win. Obviously, as 35 and a half point dogs, uh, they are dreadful, and they like to run. That's really all they can do is is run. Uh, It's going to be tough sledding. Central Florida, a good defensive team against the run. And like you said, a team that runs themselves. This is, for me, this boils down to how many does UCF want to win by. Yep. Uh, it, with the weather the way it is, if there is indeed going to be a, a, a stormy forecast, I'm with you. It seems like the unders the way to go. But even at 35-and-a-half, I'm not interested in Kent State.
0: No, not at all. I, I, and I, I do think that UCF's defense might not allow any score, might any not. points in this one. It just feels like this could be a, a, a quick game as the teams get in and out with the bad weather there in Orlando. Uh, Rhode Island against Georgia State. That game is in Atlanta. Uh, St. Francis, P.A is at Western Michigan in Kalamazoo NC State at Yukon where NC State is 14 point favorites total of 47 what are you thinking about this one AJ
1: yeah I played uh I played Yukon earlier in the in the off season, and it's I mean it's basically it's moved but it's moved on a dead number so I played at plus 16 and a half it's now plus 14 and a half uh it feels like uh this Yukon team is is better than people realize you know they they They've gotten the kind of players that UConn has never gotten before, and offensively, I just think they're going to be a little bit underrated early on. Uh, NC State's the, they're replacing some talent on the on the defensive side; should be decent on the line, but linebackers and and in the secondary, it's going to be tough. Uh, this is a, another game of you know a, one team replacing their quarterback. Devin Leary gone. And well, the Brennan
0: other, Armstrong coming in is a very good quarterback. Right, but it's his, his first game playing quarterback mm-hmm.
1: with this team. Connecticut's going to want to lean on the ground game. It's another game where I'm going to look to the under.
0: Utah hosting Florida, four-and-a-half-point favorites, Total down to 44-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, you guys know where I stand on this. I've said it for the past couple of days. I think it's an overreaction on Utah not having Cam rising at quarterback. I, I think that Utah's the better team. They're at home where they have a big home field advantage and Bryson Barnes has been practicing with the Ones for a month now. This is not a surprise to Kyle Whittingham that Cam Rising is not playing in this game. No,
1: it's not, and that's like that's the best point you made yesterday, I thought, was that this isn't news to Kyle Whittingham. If if, if uh, Rising wasn't going to be able to play, he's known for a while that Rising wasn't going to be able to play. So uh, I, I don't think that this is a uh, – I think that this is being over overpriced at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. Um, it, again, we've also talked about – how much, uh, how, what's the urgency to play it at four and a half when maybe you get three? It, yeah, maybe
0: when the news becomes public later on today, more money comes in on Florida. We'll see. Because you're but in again, that dead zone. So yeah, again, four, four and a half doesn't matter. Five, five and a half doesn't matter. You know, if you get that three, great. Moving on, Nebraska at Minnesota. And the Gophers, seven-point favorites, total of 43. The Matt Rule era. Kicks off at Nebraska,
1: yeah. And Matt Rule uh, generally has uh, str- struggled in his first year at a new place, and then gone on to have success afterwards. But uh, this feels like a spot where I, I may want to uh, back Matt Rule as a dog here. Uh, Matt Rule as a dog is is generally a, a good play uh, all the way at a touchdown. I-, I think I could see getting behind Nebraska
0: here. Behind I- corn, it's corn. It's corn i never seen such a beautiful thing. Uh, Jeff Sims at quarterback is interesting. He can run the football. He's not a great passer, though. And this is going to be more of a pro-style offense for Nebraska this year. Um, Satterfield is their offensive coordinator now. So um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like offensively. Defensively, or are they going to be able to slow down? Uh, a, a rushing attack from from Minnesota. I think Minnesota little home field, the total is rightfully low because I love I don't think there's going to be a ton a lot of scoring in this game. there's going to be a lot of running in the football. 43 though, that's a really low number for a total.
1: Yeah, well, remember, Ibrahim is gone. Mo Ibrahim is gone. So, and Tanner Morgan is gone. So, this is a a year for Minnesota where they're they're making some change. They they had a ton of turnover, really, on both sides. Mm -hmm. Those were the key guys for them. Mo Ibrahim specifically was the key guy for them. But a ton of their defense is gone. Uh, You know, half their secondaries in the NFL right now. So. I don't know what to expect out of Minnesota. It is a low total, but again, with the way these two teams play, running quarterback now for Nebraska. Yeah, I would. Uh, lean,
0: I would take the points. I would lean towards taking the points for sure, but not the under. You don't like the under forty three is very very low. I know running clock and and yes, running teams, but forty three, it's a really really low number. Yeah. The rest of the games feature uh, FCS FBS, so no spreads. Missouri hosting South Dakota, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Tulsa, North Carolina a A&T, at UAB, Southern Utah at Arizona State. I'm so bummed
1: that UAB plays a, an FCS team in their first game because I'm looking forward to fading UAB a lot this year. Mm. Uh, so I'm disappointed that they people are going to know how crappy they are before they start playing <laughs> these big games.
0: Joining us now on Straight Out of Vegas AM is the only two time winner of the Super Contest, as well as the South Point Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik in his weekly spot. Now, this is what's going to happen on our weekly spot with Steve Fezzik on Thursday mornings. It's called the Fezzik Focus. That's right. All you fans of the Fezzik Focus podcast will now be hearing Steve Fezzik's Fez Tales every Thursday morning on Straight Out of Vegas AM. Good morning, Fez.
2: Every day, I'm looking to enter more and more contests. Let's go, baby. All right. So obviously, the big
1: contest, the Circa Millions contest out here, how many entries do you have in that contest,
2: and what are we looking at for an overlay right now? So I've signed up for no contests, and that's intentional because I've got time, and I want to make an informed decision where I get the best bang for the buck, where not just I'll sign up, but I'll look to you know, partner up potentially with some other people. So. You know, the most popular contest is actually going to be Cir- Circa Survivor, where they need 8,000 entrants in order to meet their $8 million guarantee. Winner take all, they'll probably be like a 10-way chop or something along those lines. I don't think there's going to be any overlay. There's already 5,000 people signed up. Mm. They need 3,000 people more. The public loves the idea of betting $1,000 to win eight million dollars
0: and circus survivor is an interesting survivor contest because there's additional weeks to the season
2: double week thanksgiving there's
0: thanksgiving's double week double christmas, week. Is christmas. Is a double week so it's interesting and
2: people just don't think they don't think about some of the logistics you, you want to know how to like mess up your thanksgiving have to put your entries in both weeks during thanksgiving mm-hmm. you want to know how to ruin your christmas have to put in not one but two picks during Christmas week when you're trying to spend it with family and friends. Oh, I'll just tell the wife I got to fly out to Vegas to hedge my position that's now worth, you know, 800000 Or don't go and have turkey dinner when my team loses, recognizing I was unable to get down. You see the logistical problems and the nightmare. Imagine a main event in poker. The only people that get paid are the final table. So there's 10,000 people who enter the final table everyone gets paid an equal amount those would be like the nine winners and everyone else gets nothing that would not be a very attractive proposition yet this is <laughs> is, is, is just un- un- and people just aren't don't think about the logistical details and the nightmare they're just thinking about winning the lottery and the like and I get it you're only investing a thousand so what you don't need to protect it you don't need to hedge um you had to hedge a thousand you're gonna make a profit you know come Christmas week but it it is going to create problems with um, your lifestyle come the holidays. By contrast, I'm a huge fan of Circa Millions. So Circa Millions has a $6 million guarantee. They only got $3 million in entries right now. Tick, tick. They're running out of time. This weekend will be a big weekend. I would forecast they'll get to 5000 So you got a 16% overlay Boom! You gotta you gotta play that, and, and
1: you know you say this weekend will be a big weekend. Last weekend was the weekend that they had like
0: yeah the official contest weekend.
1: They, they had it. like yeah. radio shows mm-hmm. fly in from all over the country trying to get people to sign up. Uh,
0: so I don't know, but it's Labor Day weekend. That's people true. People will come out to Vegas and sign up for contests. There's
2: too much traffic. They might be stuck in line for eight hours. <laughs> they, in the, they can't get through the F, in the F, You out. need to be an F1 driver to get through the F1 You know, driving. Alright, so the slam dunk, because there's going to be an overlay. I don't know if they're going to have 5,800 entries or 4,890. I'll put the over-under at 5,150. Alright? Because there are going to be some people, advantage players, poker players, that are going to say, I can't stand it. And they're going to drive on over and enter in the final 24 hours. But... I think you got to put max entries on that. And then the question is, do I play Circus Survivor? I'm going to say this to you guys, and you're going to say— I don't say this very often because I say a lot of stupid things. Mackenzie can definitely confirm this, if not tweet it. So um, I absolutely think this is one of my strongest takes. The Survivor, it all depends on how the Chiefs do Thursday night. Do you guys know where I'm going with this?
0: Because it does not count towards the Circus Survivor
2: uh, contest. No, it does count. You can play the Chiefs and the Circus Survivors. Oh, but the
0: entry deadline is not until the Sunday. So if
2: the Chiefs lose, suddenly you've got
1: a a much better value proposition because there's probably a lot of people who lost with the Chiefs.
2: Exactly. And if you read the fine print of the contest, it says, should your entries lose week one, you can can re-up like a poker tournament. Mm -hmm. So there will be people that want to max out. There's a maximum of 10 entries. Bang! It's so logical. Hey, I'll just, I'll just go. I'll just shove with the Chiefs and put my ten, you know, entries in with KC. Start with the win, and if it loses, then I'll shove with Baltimore or somebody else on Sunday. So if the Chiefs lose, bing! Immediately you have a huge overlay that's been artificially manufactured by that game. However, what happens if the Chiefs win? Well, now. I would liken this as it's kind of like a free-throw shooting contest where we all shoot about 74%, all right? Maybe you shoot 75, Scott, AJ. Maybe you're clumsy and you only shoot 73. we got to pick a winner each and every week, double winners Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do you want to play a contest where somebody else has already gotten their free-throw made and you get to decide? Not not one other guy. 2,000 other guys or 14 other guys have all made a free-throw and nobody's missed. You want to play in that contest? I don't.
0: Or do you want to enter the contest when you have Chiefs. the opportunity to have Steph Curry shooting one of those free throws for you?
2: Yes, but I'm not Steph Curry. I am a mere mortal <laughs> shooting at about the same rate. Because they would have
0: already taken the Chiefs, and you still have them a available at some point You see, you point see where I'm year? going. Yeah.
2: There's not going to be any overlay from Circa, but there is going to either be an overlay or an underlay, depending upon whether Kansas City wins. So if Kansas City loses— I will probably enter 10 times. If Kansas City wins, good luck, everybody, in your winner-take-all contest, and I'll just be chucking everything I can in the millions. That's an
1: interesting thought. I mean, I, and I guess, like, for you, as you think the millions is the better, like it's it's probably a better strategy game for you anyway. Uh, it's not, if, and here's what I, I think a reason why the survivor is so popular, because the idea of just picking one team to win every week mm-hmm. feels easy to the average guy.
2: No doubt. It's certainly more simplistic, and it's easier to advance deep. And the beauty of it is that everybody is the chip leader. It's like a poker tournament. Like, at week seven, if you're alive, you're a chip leader, even though some will have more equity than others. But if I told you, hey, they're going to rake this contest 15%, would you guys play? If they took a 15% rake or a 12% rake, I wouldn't play. Um, And that's essentially what happens. If the Chiefs win, there's going to be a a pretty – substantial rake you're going to have to pay. Mm. And if the Chiefs lose, there's a big overlay that's being put in. And yet nobody talks about this. And, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to some podcasts to talk about contest strategy. And while they touch on some good basic strategies to, to look towards, namely all things being equal, and this applies to the millions, you don't want to t- take a pick that everyone else is going to play that doesn't even have – it isn't even like one of your top picks. So mm-hmm. if your number five pick is like a favorite minus 10 and that's your fifth pick, probably don't choose that one because take your sixth pick like that might be a dog that's five and a half because you're more likely to make more hay with it than playing what everyone else is going to play with, you know, with that favorite. But um, there are certain tried and true strategies that are good. You know, number one, this is strong. Get your pick in. <laughs>
1: yeah. It because, seems to be a big yeah. problem.
2: There's going to be an overlay right off the bat over under. All right, if if 8,000 people enter Survivor, guys, now let me let me caveat this. The proxies will tell you if you if you don't get back to them, they're going to just give you the biggest favorite. So they're not you're not going to get shut out. If you have a proxy, they'll they'll automatically put a pick in for you. How many people won't put their picks in? Week 1. Week 1. It always happens. 17 I think it's probably a pretty good number because there's going to be people that just, you know, they 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 thought they're moving to Vegas and they signed up back in June and they haven't gotten here yet. Or, you know, the dog died and there's just or they're busy and they're like, oh, wait, and they They don't have a deadline. Yep. You know, they oh, I thought it was was
0: four Uh." o'clock. Exactly. Their
2: phone didn't charge. You know, they um, I I, my, my roommate. Oh, but I, I, he was responsible
0: for putting it in, and it, yeah. My
2: roommate in the Westgate. I remember we stayed out till four in the morning putting in parlay cards, and and he just never got around to getting his picks in. I don't know that year if the deadline was eleven a.m. the next morning or what it was. He went to the Westgate; they were closed, and he didn't get up in time to do it in the morning. Um, it happens, so you know that's um, and I and there's horror stories out there of other people who had proxies that didn't get them in, and like one proxy blamed the other guy, saying, "Well, you you didn't remind me." They need to put these in for you. So, um, but bottom line is, it all with the with the survivor. Obviously, the contest should just cut off on Thursday, you know, or you or the Chiefs should be excluded week one. Mm -hmm. But no one seems to care because no one seems to want to gain the system. You know what? Any edge I can get, I'm gonna take it. What other contests will you be entering? Well, the Last Man Standing is probably the funnest contest. So I'll let AJ explain that he had a deep run in the. Um, college Last Man Standing, and I believe you guys are going to incorporate that in your podcast, right, AJ? Yeah,
1: Last Man Standing is a. They have an NFL and a college version. Uh, I played both last year, and the the cool thing about that is it's a big field. Uh, it's a hundred dollars for five entries uh, in each one, and basically you pick one game each week against the spread. It's almost like a blend of Survivor and Millions because you're taking. You've got to take a, a spread, but you pick one a week. And if you hit that pick, you're on to the next week. And, I mean, it's a, the contest whittles down pretty quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, it's unlike Survivor where there's some weeks where it's like nobody three loses. or four percent mm-hmm. are out of the contest. It's, it's, you're a safe bet to have 50 percent knocked out almost every single week. Uh, so it's a, it's a fun contest. So like you double it. up. If you yeah.
2: have a $25 entry. And you win after one week, it's worth fifty. Yep. Two weeks, a hundred. Oh, probably a little less than that. But, sure, but, sure. But, but ballpark figure. Now for me, I'm not going to go over there to put in a twenty-five dollar contest. So I got my five entries, and I'm just going to shove with my best game the first couple weeks, and then just once all it be- five
0: entries on one play,
2: yeah, I'll put yeah. it on my strongest play. Mm-hmm. And then if I if it gets to like week four, then I'll start to diversify at that point. But you know, in the meantime, it's like it. I kind of I'm indifferent towards winning or losing the first week because it's. It's not worth my time to drive, you know, to to the station. You have ten
0: times the amount on the game, on the same game that you're going to play right. on an it, it, actual it wager, not just the contest. It's it's easily, so, yeah. although
2: I did, you bring up a great point. As you get deeper and deeper in these contests, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you want to avoid making like rookie mistakes. Like if you're if it's Thanksgiving and your survivor is a seven and a half point favorite, um, and that's the team you pick probably not a good idea to round robin that game on every one of your teasers mm-hmm. as well because like oh i already had to have an implied bet of 15,000 on these guys let me just chuck another 7 grand on them so i can drink myself into oblivion with wild turkey after it loses yeah,
0: yeah you have to you have to submit those in person right you do have Fast to submit standing? it in person they won't let you do it on the app huh can't do it on the
1: app but like fed said it it unlike you know millions or survivor it's like you don't really get excited about it until until like week four first or five, of weeks, yeah. and then you're like, okay, now now you've got some real equity uh, in, in the in the play, and you feel like, okay, now this 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 is actually worth something. Uh, I mean, I, I it mattered enough to me to uh, there's a there's a little satellite casino right across the street from my house. The stations uh, mm-hmm. they call them wildfires. It's right there by my house, so it's super easy for me to wake up Saturday morning before the games kick off which get the
2: best of the number yeah, you, make sure you're not going to have don't a situation where a quarterback might be out in the state of Iowa or something. Yeah, you yes. don't want to go Friday
1: <laughs> afternoon and put your plays in because yeah. a lot of a lot of information could change. So, uh it, it's super convenient for me, which probably uh you know made made me more apt to to be involved with it. But, again, like once, once you get to week five or something like that, it's like, okay, now I, I'm starting to, uh, to get a little excited here. I, now, now I feel like i got some skin in the game.
2: And what was the team that cost you last year? Uh, Fresno State cost Fresno me Fresno State, you year. laid nine and a half? Uh, I believe so. Always laying the Jake Hayner
0: got hurt, right? It was yeah. a Jake Hayner got hurt. Mm-hmm.
2: What was the word you missed in the spelling bee in the third grade? Don't remember. I missed yearn. Yourn. Give me your tired... Your poor your huddled masses yearning to spell the word y e r n that uh. was not I, I was a math guy, not a English guy
1: not ideal. God
2: damn it you mean y e a r n right <laughs> <laughs> A Yale grad would have gotten it right. <laughs> Not a good spell, yeah. <laughs> generally. Uh, what, about, uh, what about the Westgate, Fez? So Westgate is having their contest again, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I'll get down there, and I'll sign up for the Westgate contest, and I'll sign up for the my one of my favorite contests, $200 entry season win contest Ooh. at the Westgate. And somehow I have placed top five in the last two years in that contest. So I've got a, a second place and a fifth place finish, so, I'm definitely going to max out my entries in that contest as well.
1: Now, how important is the super contest to you, given that, you know, you're a two time super contest champion? It, it almost feels like even though Circa's got the overlay and probably the better, it's the better overall value play, are you still going to have some Westgate entries to give, your ch- give yourself a chance at a third, an unprecedented third?
2: Oh, absolutely. I'll max out. Um, I'll just play the, you know, super contest gold. I don't like the winner take all format. But, you know, we'll play it again, you know, as part of pregame. But um, how important is it? Well, go read one of a kind. Stewie Younger, as Nolan Dalla, a friend of mine, wrote the book and documented his drive through his uh, fighting his demons and his wins, his losses, and ultimately his third win after he had won basically nothing for 10 years after winning, you know, tons of tournaments and back-to-back tournaments, the World Series of Poker. He went drive for 10 years and then cashed that that big third um, tournament, which ultimately changed nothing in his down downward spiral of a life, unfortunately. Yeah, you
1: haven't been doing heroin and, and drinking for the last uh, thir- you know 13 years, have you?
2: Well, under control. Okay, just yeah,
0: a
1: little.
2: You know, you got to moderate.
0: A little Jack and Daniels after bad beats. That's it. I, I can just picture the, uh, the 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 Adam Hill article in the Las Vegas Review Journal <laughs> about Steve Fezzik's third super contest win
2: you know he was on the front page and they said they said they and and i believe it was called the comeback kid when um when 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 he won the two million which of course um one million went back to his backers because he couldn't buy in himself so that went i think to billy baxter and he said and there was a long line of people he owed money to waiting when he was cashing yes
0: let's talk injury news fez and how you react to finding out information, and when do you wait on certain information? Now, with college football, it's a little bit different than the NFL because in the NFL we have injury reports, and we know uh, the status of players going into the weeks. College football's not the same. You can put a depth chart out. You put a two deep out. You let the media know what's going on. Come game day, quarterback's not playing. It, Wide receiver's not
2: playing. It, it's not unusual like that like, two of the three leading scores in a college basketball game, I'm, I'm like, A.J., Where are our guys? uh, Sorry, Fez. Apparently, they're still in Laramie. The the game's in Texas. But let's talk about tonight's game, and
0: that's Utah against Florida. Earlier in the summer, Utah laying nine, nine and a half points.
2: Big revenge spot against Florida. Big revenge spot.
0: They lost last year down in Gainesville. That was Anthony Richardson going crazy and, and putting himself in the Heisman race and didn't do anything for the rest of the season, but still. Became the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. Anyway, Utah quarterback Cam Rising got hurt last year, late last year, in the ball game. Correct, AJ? Yep. And the idea that he was going to be back and healthy from the knee injury in time to start and be effective in week one was very optimistic. Mm-hmm. So optimistic that people were betting against it. Because it makes sense. So the line ticks down from nine to six and a half, and it holds steady because the reports are out that Cam Rising is going to start for Utah tonight. Well, earlier this week, the boards start sliding up, and the line goes from six and a half. To six, to five and a half, to five, to four and a half,
2: even down to four. Now, this all happened during the summer. When the move from nine to six and a half happened over a period of six weeks. Yes. The movement from six and a half to four and a half happened in a period of like like fifteen minutes, tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, from- and, and and most of it in, in thirty five seconds. Yeah. It's right. Like like it, it's kind of like um, set it up and go. You know, it was the type of it was it was at seven fifteen
0: on I guess was it Tuesday night. 7.15 Tuesday, yep, night? Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night.
2: By the way, if your handicapper gives you, like, plus 6.5 at 7.18 after it's off the board, mm-hmm. you know, um, let, them, let them know that's that's not cool.
0: Yeah, well, the best is when people are giving out Florida at 4.5, though, because then those people should just be smacked. Uh, you know, at 7.30, where they're like, yeah. I'm hearing Cam Ryzen's not playing. Take you're Florida a little, plus 4.5. You're and a half. little late to the party, yeah. pal. Yes. But what do you do? How do you react to these news like that? Because, yes, there's—it's not— Completely public. It's a it's a situation where it's assumed that the guy's not going to play. This the team is saying, Oh yeah, he's going to play. The public still doesn't know yet because there hasn't been an official announcement. Do we expect now? This line has already gone down to four, four and a half. Do we expect now once we get a public announcement later today? that Rising is out, that more money comes in on
2: Florida? Oh, of course it is, because the people are, like, betting the WNBA. They're betting, you know, MLB. They're, they're not, like, living and breathing college football. If they see that, oh, Cam Rising's reported out, confirmed, they're going to bet plus four and a half, not even – they don't realize that the line, it's already baked. And we talk about this all the time with NFL injuries and NBA injuries. There is the B team out there with their odd services that when they're told to keep players out, they're going to bet against that team Mm -hmm. not knowing, not being informed. So there's two ways to bet this. When that news is breaking, you find a stale book with plus 6.5, cool, bet it, or plus 6. Or you look in the derivative market market and you say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and find me a under 45.5 on the total. I'm going to look at a team total on Florida, uh, on Utah, and play them under. Or maybe I'll look at the uh, first half. There was a first book that had a first half plus 3.5 still. That's attractive on Florida. If Cam Rising is not going to play and the line's going to be 3.5, well, taking 3.5 first half sure looks like a good bet to me. If you want to get at Utah, you wait, and you wait till they officially report them out, and then there will be a period of a couple minutes where money will pour in on Florida, the square sharp money, Mm -hmm. and it will drop. It will drop further. We'll get to three. I don't know. It'll probably go to three and a half. Okay. And then maybe one book's like, ah, we got nothing but one way action. Go to three. And then boom. It's like the movie uh, Wall Street, where the, the, the blue star is just tanking and the stock's going down, 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 down. They're like 17, 16 and a half, 16 and a quarter, 16. And then everyone puts up their hands. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that the three is the number. Everyone is going to put up their hand because it was 10. Is Cam worth seven points versus the third-string quarterback? Can't be. No. Can't be. Is he worth five? Sure.
0: I think he's I worth think, five. I think it's – and I said this on the College Football Podcast. I said this on SOVAM yesterday. I think this is a complete overreaction by people who just get excited about injury news. Let
2: them get more excited. Let,
0: and, and that's what I'm saying. Patience, Let them get more excited. Hopper. Let Ray them get more patience. excited because I'm going to be on Utah because Wait. Yeah. Kyle Whittingham, the Utah head coach, has known – about cam rising status for a long time.
2: Plus, what do you care if you're laying four and a half or five or five and a half? It's all the same. Mm-hmm. But laying three is is absolutely asy- we, we talk about asymmetric risk. So you got that. You got a dead number on five and you got a key number on four and not a key, but an important number. And you've got the most key numbers of three and seven. Seven's not in the equation anymore, but three is is looming large. So wait for the Wait for the three. And that if it ever does indeed go down to three, I'm not saying it will, but it could. Yeah. That's an automatic take. And the quarterback
0: that's playing in this game, Bryson Barnes, has been practicing with the ones for over a month. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is this is not new. This isn't like uh, I joked around on SOV. I said it's not like Cam Risen walked into Kyle Whittingham, Whittingham's office on Tuesday and said, "Coach, I got to be honest. Don't feel good. I'm not feeling it." I don't think, and he's going, "What?" What are we going to do? No, he's known about this. Cam Rising hasn't even been practicing. Bryson Barnes has been getting all the first team reps since I read an article on August 15th that talked about him getting all the first team reps. So they are completely prepared for this game. Utah's got a
2: great home field advantage, I still and they're think, playing with revenge. I still think that the the movement on the total is spot on because you're sure. I, even if Rising played, he'd be he'd be compromised. Mm-hmm. And now I do think that they'll and Barnes will run the football more. Yeah, they'll simplify the playbook, and mm-hmm. so because of that, I would fully I, I i i wouldn't endorse going under now, but I would not be playing over. You know, even if it just kicks down I, I agree with
0: that. I agree with that, and also Florida's. The the travel that they dealt with this week. This is not a normal week of prep because of the hurricane in Florida. They got out of Dodge early. They went to Dallas on
2: Tuesday. But there are no planes going to Utah this week. <laughs> they got to hang out in Texas. They well, went, they had they couldn't. Their
1: hotel situation wasn't set up for them in Utah yet. So they had to and they had to leave Florida a day early because of a hurricane. So they stopped the night in Dallas. You're the, the University of Florida. You can't buy
0: a hotel. Don't you have a booster in Utah? Think. You, you spent the night in Dallas and then. Traveled Wednesday night to Salt Lake City. Sure. So it's not like they've been going through their normal routine of of a game week preparation. It's uh, that's got to be on, worth get on, a, po- a yeah.
2: point to the negative. No, I get on, mean,
0: get on a plane, get off a plane, get on a plane,
2: get off. I a mean, plane. it would be worth a point to the negative just to travel. Yeah. And now it probably worth another point mm-hmm. for the house, I would think.
0: And yes. then you give revenge spot, and then Utah with a great home field advantage, elevation. I just, I just really like Utah in this spot.
2: Utah 17. No, I'm sorry, Utah 24, Florida 19. Don't even have to watch the game. That's going to be the fun. <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, now, Fez,
1: I assume um, you and I talked about this game a while back. You've got some nice CLV on the under as well.
2: I, I do well I mean I think I think it was north of 50. yeah 50, yeah. 50, 50 yeah. and a half yes.
1: so uh, we sh- should be in good shape there
0: what about the Iowa situation because this game is very intriguing Iowa and it's been reported and we've talked about it the contract incentives for their offensive coordinator the idea that they need to average over 25 points a game in order for hit to hit for him to hit his bonuses and Iowa should have more of an open passing attack this year
2: and one of its bonuses is to keep
0: job apparently yes Yes. uh Cade McNamara comes in from Michigan he's going to be the new quarterback everyone was hitting the Iowa over well Cade McNamara is probably not playing in this game for Iowa we've seen the total now drop down to 43 you Iowa still laying 23 and a half again nothing has been confirmed nothing's been announced publicly how do you act on this game
2: I believe that Iowa games when they're a big favorite like they are in this game are going to be mispriced first half versus second half. And the reason being is that what normally happens in an Iowa fourth quarter? Run, 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 run. No, nothing. nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: What's going to happen in Iowa fourth quarters now? An incentive to score. So because of that, the normal model says if you have a 24-point favorite, they're supposed to be a 14-point favorite in the first half. Mm-hmm. I would make the case in an Iowa game, if they're favored by 24, I think the first half should probably be 12-and-a-half. Because I think they're gonna, it's more likely they're gonna punch in and score late. The same with the total. I think there's gonna be now normally a 24 point favorite. There should be a bigger total in the first half than the second half. I am not confident that that's the case with this incentive for them to score against a tired defense. You know, late in the game. So I personally, I did not get the 24, but I did get under 23 and a half. Um, on this game, and that's the way I, I went ahead and bet it.
0: So this opened up at Iowa laying 19 and a half and the total at 43. By the time AJ and I recorded the college football podcast on Tuesday night, Iowa was up to 25 and a half point favorites, total of 45. As we sit here this morning on straight out of Vegas AM with all the Cade McNamara news, it is Iowa laying 23 and a half, so two points down, and the total is at 43 two points down.
2: And I would recommend, if, if I had to make a bet on it.
0: And the first half is 13-and-a-half and 23-and-a-half. And and I,
2: I, I, I disagreed with Hitman on this. He, he told me I was wrong. I told him, no, you're wrong. And then he said, no, you're wrong. And I said, no, you're the Dumbo. I No, you
1: are, but what am I?
2: <laughs> and I, and he's, making, he's talking about how the market has properly priced this and how right-angle sports was on Iowa, and they didn't have the information and the over. And then this other group came in, and they had the information about the quarterback, and now it's right where it should be. And I'm like, maybe it is. I told him I the first half, I took plus 14 first half I love plus 14 because I think there's a good chance Utah State gets gassed and Iowa you know goes ahead and punches in one or two scores in the fourth quarter that they normally wouldn't but 14 is a mountain when second uh, though,
0: half right now Iowa nine and a half 17 and of the total
2: yeah I would want no part of Utah State getting nine, nine and a half crummy points in the second half but they, the but, but the plus 14 I mean College kids can't make any field goals. We saw that in the Navy game. <laughs> so, I mean, they got to they, they get three extra touchdowns to beat me. I'll, good luck in an Iowa game. Of Every time I watch an Iowa game, all I think about is like that 6-4 lacrosse game against Penn State.
0: So your advice would always be to, uh, depending on the side that you're on, wait till the square public money comes in once news becomes widely available, widely public.
2: Yes, I think that in it's rare that a key – piece of information key keep players out that you don't get your best number fading that news at at, at post as same thing with the snowstorm it's like how often do you see like it totals 45 it drops to 41 and then they show the they show the flag waving in the wind i don't even know if they fly the flag in in unruly weather but um you get the idea the the flags are whipping around everywhere and then everyone bets under 41 down to 40
0: yes what about my uh, Hawaii underplay? Gave it out to clients at 61. When it peaked at circa at 61, 20-mile-an-hour winds projected for Honolulu on Friday night. Total down to 57.5.
2: Yeah, you're spot on. You know, I got this one wrong. I told you be You careful. told me to wait, and I, I said, I'm, I'm giving I, it out, Fez. I said, be careful. I'm giving it out. It, it, the, the, the trade winds blow all the time in Hawaii. It's, it's baked in, and, and, and Hawaii's going to, you know— uh, June, you, you, you know, June Jones, Timmy Chang, Tim, Timmy Chang, you know, I'm going to, I, you know, this, great
0: callback though, to June Jones though. You I, know I it, applaud you for that. One. You know, what's
2: interesting about Timmy Chang is that I'm old enough. Like I was living in Vegas. I'm going to say this. I'm, if i if maybe I'll get myself in trouble at the stardust Hawaii games had a remarkable pattern that and Mac games and that whenever money came in strong against Hawaii, Timmy Chang was a quarterback and he played terrible and Hawaii got rolled. And when money came in on Hawaii, he played well, all right? Maybe it could be just a complete coincidence. And then I saw he was talking about the game, and he knew exactly what the side and total was on the Vanderbilt game. I'm just saying, and I I went to the internet, and I, like, looked, and I'm like, surely there'll be some talk about when Timmy Chang was a quarterback. Nothing ever proven. Nothing ever accused. There must be something there. And I couldn't find anything. It's like the internet has been scrubbed of all this, yet I remember having these vivid conversations with bookmakers. Oh, we're, not, we're taking a max of a dime bet on the Hawaii game. Just hmm.
1: saying. Well, I, mean, it's, uh, I, I would say it's not unreasonable to think. Fez, thank you for the time, as always. And we will talk to you next week, my friend. Let's
2: hope Detroit beats Kansas City so we get oh, a massive man. overlay. And I cash my plus seven.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore Back at practice for the first time since injuring his calf back on July 27th, this has got to be a good sign for the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, and the worry it was starting to get to that worrisome level of, hey, why isn't Joe Burrow back at practice yet? What's going on here? Uh, and obviously, we're a little over a week away from the start of the season. Joe Burrow being back, taking some snaps, this is a good sign. Uh, I, again, there's a lot of a chance for re-injury with calf injuries. This happens mm-hmm. a lot, but the fact that he's going to be out there, presumably week one, is, is a great sign for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I think just take it easy. You got it. You're got you a week away, a little over a week away from the first game. And just good to have him out there. T. Higgins said, quote, it was good to just see him out there with a smile on his face. Uh, Jamar Chase said that he threw routes uh, during the routes on air period and also in a seven on seven period. So, Burrow just getting out onto the field. Getting a couple of throws, and obviously he'll start ramping things up as the Bengals get ready for week one. But this is obviously a good sign. Bengals are at the Browns week one next Sunday. Elsewhere, Nick Bosa expected to be available for the 49ers week one. At least that's the optimistic approach from those around the situation that there's going to be some sort of contract done relatively soon, and I'm speaking like maybe today or tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it, it, the 49ers feel convinced that things are going to get worked out here. Uh and you know, that's that's a good sign. It's it seems like he wants to be back. He wants to be on the field. Uh the 49ers have like I said, they've said this is their priority. Uh is getting him signed. So I assume he's going to get the jo- he's going to get the deal done and he'll be out there week 1.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh we know that Jonathan Taylor is not going to be out there week 1 for the Indianapolis Colts. He's on the PUP list. He's going to miss the first four games and Chris Ballard, made some interesting comments to the media yesterday speaking about the jonathan taylor situation
2: it sucks it sucks for the colts it sucks for jonathan taylor and it sucks for our fans it it just it does and it's it's where we're at and we've got to work through it and we're going to do everything we can to work through it relationships are repairable
0: well he hopes this one will be repairable I don't know if it is, though. No,
1: I, I don't know either. And it seems like, uh, it, it, and, and Chris Ballard probably hopes that, it, like, he and Jonathan Taylor are on good terms. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I think this is Jim Irsay driving this, and I, I think the the fact that Chris Ballard is kind of stuck in the middle here. Is a bummer for him because I, you know, he would love to have Jonathan Taylor back, but I don't. I don't think Chris Ballard's the reason Jonathan Taylor's not there right now.
0: The other quote that I thought was very interesting was he was saying, you know, you have great players, you have to pay great players, and someone from the media was like, well, then why don't you just pay Jonathan Taylor? And then he said, well, we won four games last year. Yeah. So like, are you saying that he's not a great player? You don't. He shouldn't be paid right now, or you're just saying that the team didn't have success, even though he's a great player. So, team success is a priority. Like it's it's very interesting the way that the press conference went down. For me, watching it, just seems like he it's not Chris Ballard calling the shots here. It's Jim Irsay. No,
1: I th- I think that's without a doubt what it is. And it, like I said, it puts Ballard in an awkward position where he's got to go out and answer these questions when he probably knows that his boss is in the wrong. And he has to sit here and pretend like it's all going to work itself out.
0: One other NFL nugget, Josh Dobbs is preparing as the starter for week one for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: I've said this before. This is insane. (laughs) Uh, This is if this isn't a tank job by the Cardinals, it's as close as you can get. Because, again, Colt McCoy took all the first team reps over the summer. They waited until after the third preseason game to say, "Yeah, Colt McCoy is not going to be here anymore. Instead, it's going to be the journeyman who we traded for two weeks ago, who's by the way never won an NFL football game, mm. or it might be our fifth round rookie. I, we haven't decided yet. Uh, again, Colt McCoy, I, I get the limitations, but this goes back to this is uh, Dobbs is a guy who hasn't been in this system at all. Uh, this is this is going to be." Uh, It's gonna be a, a transition and Arizona's going to be bad to begin with. They're going to be really bad early in the season, and that's if Josh Dobbs can even play. You like the tools with Josh Dobbs, but he's never proven to be able to to be any good.
0: Otherwise, he'd be on the field more than he has been. Now, nothing's been announced yet. They haven't said whether it's going to be Dobbs or Clayton, too, and these are just quotes from Josh Dobbs saying that he's practicing and ready, prepared to start Week 1 and very excited to start Week 1. Here's what we do know. The Cardinals are seven-point underdogs to the Commanders in Week 1, and the Commanders are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, at least judging by their win total. Yeah. And they're, they're a touchdown underdog to that team.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any love in the market right now for Arizona. I don't expect there to be all season. Like, this is – this may be a historically bad team. And they did all the things in this offseason that make you think they weren't interested in winning games. They, tra- they They cut DeAndre Hopkins, and they said, you know what? We're going to cut you before June 1. That way, all the dead cap lands on us this year. That's not something teams do when mm-hmm. they want to win games this year. Uh they, they trade Isaiah Simmons, a top 10 draft pick, for a seventh rounder. This is a guy who's playing all the time for him. Uh they, they trade away a tackle to the Texans for a late round pick. It, it's it just doesn't make sense for a team that wants to win games now. And then I said the Colt McCoy thing, you know, again, it, it's not like Colt McCoy was some great shakes, but why give him all these first team reps and then say, <laughs> You're <laughs> out? Him. Yeah. And we're going with this brand-new guy. It, it's just wild to me. I think this team has no interest in winning. And maybe they shouldn't because who knows what the, the future looks like with Kyler Murray. And they're likely to have two of the top five picks in the draft
0: next season. It's it's ridiculous. Stop me if you heard this before, but the Dodgers won another game in August, AJ. Mm, they're good at that. Yes, 24-4 and four in the month of August this year. And over the last— We should just bet them every day. Oh, shit, it's the 31st. Over the last four years, the Dodgers are 88 and 23 in the month of August, a 793 winning percentage. It's the best winning percentage in a single month over a four year span in baseball history. They were 22 and 6 last year, 21 and 6 in 2021, 21 and 7 in 2020. And this year, they are 24 and 4. And there is one game left. Is this the DraftKings dog of the day, the Dodger dog of the day? It is the DraftKings Dodger dog of the day. The Dodgers, who have won 24 games in the month of August, are underdogs at home to the Atlanta Braves tonight.
1: Now, Spencer Strider on the mound and Lance Lynn, who you don't have a whole lot of love for. Although he for, hasn't looked
0: much better. I thought he was going to go last night, but they pushed him back. So they're set up their rotation for the series against the Braves. I like the way he's pitched for Atlanta. It, it, well, listen, or you mean for the Dodgers. This is, yeah. and Strider's a guy who
1: we've kind of talked about is the the strikeouts are there. But this is a guy who gives some runs up. And the Dodgers aren't a lineup that that tends to strike out a whole ton. So maybe they have some success against Strider here.
0: Yep. The right now Braves minus 135. Uh, Elsewhere, Yankees are at the Tigers. Clark Schmidt against Matt Manning. Yankees are minus 130. That's your one-day game here today. Uh, Tonight, Marlins are at the Nationals, Joanna Doan for D.C., Braxton Garrett for Miami, Miami minus 160, and the Giants are at the Padres, and it looks like it's going to be undecided pitcher for the Giants, Pedro Avila for the Padres. And right now, no spread on that one based on the pitching situation. We'll find out a little later on this morning. Just four games on your Major League Baseball slate for today. With college football kicking off tonight, week one kicking off tonight, head on over to pregame.com and take advantage of some discounted packages we have available for you. Best bets for college football tonight from your favorite pregame pros. You can take 20% off at pregame.com. If you use the promo code OPEN20, OPEN20, well, like Open Sesame, OPEN20 will get you 20% off at pregame.com. You can get a daily best bet. Like you want a best bet for tonight's college football action. It's available for you on pregame.com or get the most bang for your buck. Get a season long subscription. You can get AJ's entire season. You can get my entire college football season. Never miss a pick and take 20% off using the promo code OPEN20. We also are still accepting entries into our Like Super Contest contest and our Beat Steve Fezzik college football contest. If you just go to pregame.com, click on Contests, you'll find them both there. The college football contest, the contestant that wins the most units gets $500. And if you beat Fezzik's 44.9 units from last year, double that prize from 500 to to 1000 and it's free to enter. Again, pregame.com. Click on contests for AJ Hoffman and Steve Fezdick I'm Scott Seddenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. AM.